Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Schiffman. Uh, Today, I've got one of my good buddies, uh, an old friend of mine, Tyson Corley. Tyson is just finished up his eighth year at Rochester High School in Rochester, Illinois. Uh, And he, before that, has coached at both Lanfair High School and Taylorville High School. So Tyson is uh, the freshman and junior varsity offensive coordinator, the junior varsity head coach, and he also coaches the tight ends and fullbacks at the varsity level. Tyson, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Um, So you just, like I said, you just finished your eighth year at Rochester. I believe you are a part of six state titles or seven? Yeah, six. That's correct. Yep. Six state titles. That's 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 pretty awesome to to be a part of that. I know you guys um, and Derek have built such a fantastic program there. So it's uh it's truly got to be just jaw dropping sometimes when you think about it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very lucky to get to be a part of a a very special program and be around a lot of special people. So yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride. Yeah. So so kind of gearing off of that, you obviously. Um, you were an offensive lineman uh, in high school. You played offensive line for a few years in college. Uh, you were part of some really good teams at, at Taylor Rowe High School. Uh, you've been a part of some obviously great state championship teams at Rochester. Uh, how important was the offensive line to, to the success of any of those programs? Oh, I mean, it's always, it's always the first and foremost thing. I mean, it's, without that, you're in big, big trouble. Um, you know, playing at Taylor Rowe, we had a, a pretty big offensive line. We, we had some success there. And, um, you know, in college we had, you know, I played at McKendree and, um, played with some really good, really good guys down there, had a really good old line coach down there. And then at Rochester, it's, uh, it's kind of funny cause you know, this past year was probably the biggest old line we've had since I've been there, but most years are our, our old lines. I mean, they're averaging 220, 230. They're not the biggest kids in the world, but, um, for as much as, as fast as we go and all the pulling that we're doing, that's kind of the ideal lineman that we look for. Right. This, you know, we had some of those bigger kids, and but they were athletic big kids that can move. So um, I think that it's it's what made us what we were, honestly. Right. And you've got and, – and, and arguably you've got one of the best offensive line coaches at Rochester in the state, if not in the Midwest, and Derek Nelson. So I know he does a great job. I know you've, you've talked a lot about, about that. How much do you get to actually work with Nelly kind of in those schemes, especially now that you're with the tight ends and fullbacks? Yeah, um, I mean, probably not as much as I'd like to. Nelly is tremendous. I mean, he really is one of the best in the area. And, you know, I, I don't know how far that expands, but he's, he's one of the best I've seen. Um, 
you know, every now and then I'll go down there with him. When my first year, I really get to be around him a lot. I mean, that's kind of what Derek told me my first year getting to Rochester is, you know, I want you to be around this guy as much as possible. I want you to learn the, the ins and outs of, of what he does and the way he does things. And um, from there, it's, you know, maybe once a week, I'll say, I get to be around him a little bit. Right. Um, you know, and when we're doing team stuff, obviously, you know, we're around each other. But um, I've kind of gravitated more towards, you know, the skill positions, the, the receivers, the running backs, the, um, you know, fullbacks, tight ends, quarterbacks. I mean, I work more with those guys. So gotten away from him a little bit. But, um, yeah, he, he's tremendous. He's, he's definitely fun to work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I've got, I got to see him kind of work against on the other sideline for a few years. So he, he, is, he is pretty incredible. Um, you know, like I, like I said in your bio, you've got a lot of different hats you sort of wear over at Rochester, um, a few of them being with the, the, the freshman and JV levels. How, how important is, is that, that, level of those, that level or those levels of football for the success of a program? I mean, since I'm since I'm down there coaching it, I want to say it's extremely important. But uh, it's um, it, it, there is there is a lot of importance that comes from it. What, what's been hard these last couple of years is all the games that you know teams are canceling games and stuff. I mean, it's hard to find right. nowadays, so um, it's hard to keep those kids occupied. But in terms of the development with our program and what we're doing, I mean, we, we put a, we throw a lot at those kids. I mean. Our running game for the freshman level, we're probably teaching them 90, 85, 90% of what we do. Um, there's really only a couple running plays I don't teach them. Passing plays, I mean, they're knowing, again, probably 80, 85% of, of our passing scheme. And um, so by the time they become sophomores, juniors, seniors, I mean, they have a pretty good grasp of what the base offense is. Right. I mean, I'm not going to teach them everything that Derek does. I mean, I'm not, not doing that, but – they they have a pretty good understanding of of, uh, of how things work and within our program. So right. Well, why do you think? And, and you and I have had these conversations sort of in in private before. Why do you think those those levels get sort of overlooked now? And, and why do you think is it just a numbers thing with having to cancel games, or or, or what do you think is going on with with that? I, I want to say it's more of a numbers thing, but. Um, you know, all the concussion stuff going on, all that, all that, you know, freaking people out. I think right. we're dropping, but, you know, shoot, this last year, our freshman team had 25 kids. And I know there was a few freshman schools or teams that canceled on us that had over 30. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what it is. You know, if they're canceling games, they got over 30 kids, maybe, you know, not as many sophomores or whatever. I get it. You know, in our conference, they just changed the rule up a few years ago too, where we play freshman games now on Thursday nights. And then JV games are on Monday nights. So I think that has a little bit to do with it, too, why a lot of people are canceling. I mean, you play a JV game on a Monday. Tuesday is the day after a JV game, so you can't really do a whole lot with those kids. Wednesday right. is the day for a freshman game, so you can't do a whole lot with those kids. And then you got your game on Thursday. So you're getting two days a week of practice through the season. And that's, just, uh, that's crazy, you know. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's tough. That can be tough. Yeah. Well, that's crazy, though, that – you guys have 25 freshmen and are having to cancel games. I mean, I, I don't think in my two years as a head coach at Fort Madison, we didn't have 25 freshmen both years combined. So to, to, to have to have to cancel games, that's just, that's unfortunate really. Yeah. And 25 is the lowest number we've had in a while. And I mean, we're still, I mean, we're still trying to play teams with 25 guys, you know, and it's just, you know, other teams that have 30, 35 guys are canceling. I don't, so we're playing these small little schools that have two, three hundred kids in their whole school, but they right. somehow fill, you know, and 
or we might be playing like their JV team, you know, just so they can have some numbers. But, right. But it's going downhill. It's getting kind of ugly. So. Well, and, the, and and truthfully, the only the only people that suffer are the kids because they they need the experience that you want to get them. You want to get them sort of their time to shine, so to speak, and 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 make sure that they're understanding what they're supposed to be doing in the game of football. Oh, absolutely. And and a lot of times our freshman team ends up having to play two or three JV teams every year just because of the numbers, you know, and, and we don't care if we're winning or losing games at that level. We really don't. It's, we want to get our kids as many reps as possible against the best competition they can face, you know, right. So, I mean, if right. We're play some, so be it, you know, right. And you and I, and you and I have talked about that before about how it's not, it's not some, the, the wins and losses aren't as important as just get the experience and getting them to, to learn the offense and learn how to beat football players. Absolutely. Yeah. So what you, you've sort of, been at that level for quite a while and I know I know in speaking to Derek he's he speaks highly of you and, and thinks that you could eventually be a head coach and, and definitely could be an offensive coordinator at the varsity level what what drew you to that that freshman and sophomore JV level of football that that really kind of that you've stuck with it for this long um I I really enjoy just calling plays and I'm in a position now where I get to call plays for 18 games every year mm-hmm. you know freshman in the JV and everything. And I just, I love doing that. Now I'm obviously never going to be the, the play caller at the varsity level at our school. And I, I get that. So, I mean, I, I think it's the next best thing though. You right. know I mean? Getting a call. I, I just love calling offense. I really do. And um, yeah, it's just, I, I enjoy it. You know, and it, I got kind of, after my first year, Derek said, Hey, you know, be with the old line D line, kind of learn from those guys, learn our whole system. And then after that year, we had a freshman coach whose son was getting ready to go up to varsity Piper, you know, Piper. Yep. And um, so he said, well, hey, he's gonna, I'm going to move him up so along with his son. Can you help take over for him at the freshman level? I, yeah, that's fine, you know, and I've just stayed there ever since. So That's cool. And it's, it's, I know from, from my experience in, in, in coaching the, the JV level especially, you get to kind of – you get to be more involved with those guys where now you're getting to coach them from freshman through senior year, whereas when you're – when you're maybe only coaching the varsity side, you don't, you don't get to spend as much time with them as, as freshmen and sophomores. So you're really getting to be hands-on with those guys for four years instead of maybe, you know, two and a half or three, like, like the true varsity coaches. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think one advantage too that we have is, and I've told other coaches in the area, this is since I'm calling the offense for the freshmen, I'm, I'm, in, I'm teaching them the offense and everything. And then I am the kind of unofficial JV head coach, you could say, um, but I'm calling the offense for the JV. When I bring those freshmen up, I know what they know. So I know if right. I put them in, the, I know what I can call where, you know, when I was in high school, and I'm sure a lot of times around this area, you know, usually you bring like a varsity assistant down to become the JV offense coordinator. And they usually don't know the freshmen. They don't know who can do what, where, go, you know, who goes where. And um, so I think that's kind of an advantage too, where I can kind of mesh kids together and get them to kind of play with each other and, and you know, just kind of help um, develop those kids at that age. So Right. I mean, that's, and that's, I think you just hit the nail on the head with that, that word to develop. That's, that's the key word for those levels is, is getting those kids to develop. And, and unfortunately, you know, kind of going back with what we talked about, there are some, some schools that don't really put a lot into, into the frost soft level and, and those kids kind of get left behind. And, and it's unfortunate that you miss out on some really good football players at, at that level because they don't get developed by their coaching staff. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it can be tough. And I, and I know part of the issue could be, too, you know, not having enough coaches or whatever. And, right. you know, I've talked to coaches in the area who that's their issues. They just don't have enough guys down there. So I get it. There's a lot of issues why, you know, teams can't field freshman teams. But 
it, it does like ultimately like you said affect all the the kids you know they're they're losing out on reps because of it right it's unfortunate so kind of kind of our last follow-up question here and this is sort of what i'm asking everybody and and you can go with it any way you want i, I want to know your offensive line mount rushmore and, and we're going to cheat a little bit you can you can choose five you don't have to choose four but it can be either either players you've you've coached players you've played with guys you are just fans of in the nfl but what's your offensive line mount rushmore oh boy that's a tough one uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is i was talking to my buddy dave mccoy last night and he's a history buff and i told him i said they're gonna be, i guarantee he's gonna have a question for me where i should just call you like phone a friend and ask you <laughs> He'd give a way better answer. <clears throat> um, been, yeah, but you've been around long enough, and you're you're a fan of the game enough that you you've uh, got some guys that you like. I mean, my ultimate's Joe Thomas. I love Joe Thomas. I love the yeah. way he played. I loved how nasty he was. Um, he was always somebody that I really liked. Um, being kind of an unofficial Bears fan, I guess Olin Krutz was you know a fun one to follow, and I know he was somebody you looked up to as well, I believe. And I think you even got the chance to meet him. Yep. Um, Man, this is tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, being a Central Illinois guy, maybe or you know Orlando Pace, just being a you know a high pick. I don't know what's. Yeah, I think he was. The, I think it was the first pick overall. I think he was. Yeah, back yeah. in the late nineties, that was just kind of a cool thing to for an offense lineman to get picked. So I always kind of followed him a little bit. Right. Again, I don't the Mount Rushmore type guy. You know, top four or five all time, but just somebody I really liked. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of like a Rochester. Guess the only Division One offensive line we've had, you know, Derek's been there. Then there's that is uh, Chris Korowitz, and uh, man, he actually got hurt this past season, week two or three, too high, and had to miss the majority of his senior year. And it was it was miserable just to watch him have to sit out. I mean, he's yeah. such a kid, such a hard worker. And um, so I, I would probably just throw him on there just because, man, he, he had to go through a lot of senior. All these seniors are going through a hard time right now, obviously. The spring right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different different era for sure. Yeah, he was such a, a special player and, you know, got to get him as a freshman. And his dad played at the U of I, and Chris is going to Southern Illinois next year. So, yeah, um, I'll throw him on there just for a little shout-out since he had a bad senior year. Okay, I can, I can, I can respect that. Very good. All right. Well, we're going to finish up here. Coach, I know you're not a big Twitter guy, um, but if you want to kind of drop your Twitter handle or any information about, about yourself or Rochester, uh, feel free. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh yeah. Um, hell, I don't even know what my, my, my Twitter handle is. Uh, Tyson Corley something. So um, <laughs> um, feel free to shoot me a message. Um, you know, we love to meet with coaches in the offseason. We love talking football any chance we can get. Um, I think it's kind of funny because I think a lot of coaches are kind of scared in our area to hit up Derek. And, God, he's, he's willing to talk to anybody. He loves talking to X's and knows just like I do. So yep. if anybody has to get a hold of us, feel free to or, you know, me or whatever. And I'll love to talk with anybody anytime they want. So, All right, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks again for everyone listening, and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support, and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome conversations from the chat and the podcast. <laughs>